Hello everyone. Welcome to the Power of Stuttering. My name is Nelson and I'm a person who stutters. So this podcast will hopefully raise awareness, educate, and give insight to what it's like to live with a stutter. And before I go into that and begin talking about stuttering itself, I want to give a shout out and a thanks to everyone who has been a part of my journey. Um, there's been a lot of people along the way in in this year, this past year, that have been incredibly supportive of me. Have been have been there along the way and. There's no way I am here today without them, um, or there's no way I make such improvement in a year um, without their continuous support. Um, so, but as I record episodes, I will go into detail of things I struggle or can, or have struggled with, and how my path to acceptance and fluency has brought me to this point today again though uh, a huge thanks to everyone um, especially the two speech therapists that helped me in the past year Uh, my family who have been there every step of the way and of course my friends um, there's just way too many people to name and I don't want to leave a person out so I'm just going to put it out there in general at the end of the day those people know who they are but um, I want to give them a shout out Um, again thank you for believing in me even when I don't believe in myself Um, thank you for continuing to support me Continuing to be patient with me when I speak. Um, sometimes my speech is interrupted by a block that could last from either three seconds to about ten seconds. And people who have been there for me are getting better at understanding those type of situations. And the best way you know you can support me and a lot of other people who stutter in that sense is by just being patient. A lot of people tend to complete other people's sentences, and at the end of the day, that doesn't really help. But I'll go more into detail about all those things. But again, uh, thank you, and again, thank you for being there for me when I made a decision. I took the decision to accept help. Um, you know, I I am 24 years old, and I began getting help and began talking about my stutter openly at age 23. So I had been living my life, essentially avoiding the subject. Um, trying to pretend that I was a fluent person, um, but at the end of the day, I, I live my life like that. But a year ago, at the beginning of last year, 
um, is when I began speech therapy, but I made that decision to accept help sometime in November, I believe, of 2018. And that was the point where I submitted an application to a graduate school where students, you know, are required to get in hours with actual um, interactions with people who stutter. And so I applied because first, I guess the biggest factor was that it was free of cost and I was already on edge about it. I was uneasy about it. I kind of tentatively applied for it, Um, but I'll go more into detail about how that came about, you know, what exactly ignited that part of me to send in an application and to determine that I needed help, um, that I couldn't continue on just avoiding it and hiding the fact that I have a stutter. And so I'll go more into detail about that. And But because it's the first podcast episode and maybe people have heard about stuttering, and I think everybody has a sense of what it is in terms of the physical aspect of it. But, you know, over the past year, I've learned that stuttering is a lot more than just me not being able to get a sound out or repeating a sound or having a block in between a sentence I'm trying to say or a word or anything like that. Stuttering is something that at times is uncontrollable. No matter how focused or determined I may be, um, I could use every strategy I've learned in speech therapy. And sometimes it it just doesn't come out. It's just a thing that sometimes you just have to allow it to happen. And I think it took me took me a long time to understand that it was okay. I couldn't understand the you know the concept of it was okay to have a stutter. I thought that I, because I had a stutter, I was somehow like my imperfections were heightened because of my stutter. You know, I've always shied away from introducing myself. I've always shied away from initiating a conversation in person. I've always shied away from being in a situation where I'll have to speak in a large group. I've shied away from even applying to certain uh, positions in terms of jobs, even at school and college. Like, I... There were certain positions in college that I, inside of me, I was, you know, I was like, I wish I could pursue that. But because I have a stutter, I don't think I can. I don't think people will accept me because of it. I don't think people will be okay with me being a person who stutters, you know, and and so forth. But I eventually learned that it was okay. And process of acceptance is a long one and it's a challenging one. 
it's one that's tested every single day my acceptance continues to grow and i've had days where it i feel like i'm back at the at the beginning of the entire thing but it's an ongoing process i've only been in this process for a year a little over a year now and you know at the beginning it was something that I saw that I knew I, it was a part of me, but I didn't accept it. Right? It was just, it was there. It was, it was the one thing that was holding me back for, was holding me back of everything. But as time went by, as time goes by, I continue to learn and grow, and understand that it's okay. That it's a part of who I am. It doesn't. It doesn't totally say who I am it doesn't totally define me as a person but it is a part of who I am I'm a person who stutters it does not come close to defining me but it is a part of me and for so long I lived trying to hide that part of me to everybody else I hated that part of me and at times even hated myself as a person so stuttering is not just a physical thing that happens when a person attempts to speak but it also affects your mental health and your emotions I think for you know I think about how many times I've spent how much time I spent in hiding, trying to live my life pretending that I could speak fluently when it was obvious that I'm not. You know, stuttering for the majority of my life has discouraged me. As I said before, you know, from pursuing certain opportunities, you know, it has kept me quiet when I have probably have so much to say. Uh, it silenced me when I could not finish a thought and just gave up on attempting and bad speaking a bad speaking situation could actually ruin my entire day <laughs> and it would haunt me the rest of the day it could and especially when it happened like earlier in the day it would totally destroy the rest of my day and I'd go to bed angry frustrated, embarrassed, you know, some nights I'd go to bed and I would, I would just ask my, ask, I wouldn't ask myself, I would just ask out loud, like, why? Why is this happening to me? You know, and, and those nights, I, I can't even count them. I can't tell you how many nights I've gone to sleep like that. Like, why is this a part of me? And I'm, and when I talk about this, this is me before a year ago. This is me before going to speech therapy and having an open conversation about it. Like actually telling somebody else how a, this stutter makes me feel, how it affects parts of my life. And so I think that's important to understand. I want to 
make a distinction there between, you know, I'm trying to make a distinction between how I was before speech therapy to how I was in speech therapy, how I've progressed as I was in speech therapy and after speech therapy. I don't think I'm at a point where I can say I'm fluent because I'm not, but I'm not at a point either where I am, I can say I totally accept it. I think there's still parts of me, there's still some areas that I continue to try to improve. Either it's, uh, either from a physical standpoint in attempting to improve my fluency or even just the way I approach it. You know, I think there's, there's a sense of urgency in those times where I know, I know I'm about to stutter. I, I can anticipate a moment when I'm going to stutter. And so when that happens, I think in the past, I just panic, you know, and the stutter was just like really, really bad. I think I've learned a little bit to kind of calm myself down. And even if the stutter is the same as, you know, even if the stutter is still pretty bad, I've learned to try to just take it in stride, ease my tension, ease my anxiety. And I think that alone is a big step towards hopefully some improved fluency. Now, I'm not counting on fluency all the time. I know at this age especially, it's very unlikely that my stutter will go away. Even with help from a speech therapist, it's just something that is going to be there for the rest of my life. I didn't get any help as a kid. I didn't get help as a teenager. and just a year ago is when I began to get help. So it's a thing that is going to continue. And so I, I want to say that I'm not going to allow that to control my life, you know, and I want, I hope that people can apply this to whatever situation you're going through, whatever insecurity you may have, because I learned that everybody has that one thing, right? That everybody hates about themselves or you don't or you wish you didn't have and I think the only difference between that and a person who stutters is that a person who stutters is easily exposed right you can't live your life in silence you know if you're able to speak you're going to speak at some point you're gonna to have to introduce yourself you have to speak in, in front of a group gonna have to present in class you're gonna have to go to interviews you're gonna have to you know talk on the phone you're gonna have to do all those things so it's just more exposed it's more outwards than inwards and a lot of people struggle with stuff that's more inwards maybe so maybe people don't always see those things but even those people I think could take a I think we can all learn a little bit from each other in that sense, you know, like I can tell you how I've attempted or I continue to work through my speech. And I think it should give us a little bit of ease that to understand that everybody has that one thing, you know, that one thing that we 
struggle with every day. And I think that if you take good care of yourself, if you take the right steps, if you're able to have conversations about it openly with the people you care about, and you know you surround yourself with people who are going to be supportive about that and because i think a lot of the time people people don't really have conversations about the things that they struggle with because they're either afraid of exposing themselves or they're afraid or they're or they think people are not going to care and I don't think that's true. I think if you surround yourself with people who actually care about you and people who are supportive and people who are going to be there and, and helping you along the way, then I think having open discussions and open conversations about it is only going to help you towards that path of accepting it. If it's something you can't change and you know it's going to be there for the rest of your life, you know, I, I think acceptance... Know, trying to outline a path towards acceptance and you're not going to get there from one day to the next but I think that taking that first step of saying I have this I struggle with this I I need to talk about this or I need to see somebody about this I think that's the most powerful step that anybody can take after that I'm not going to say it's easy but after that you after taking that first step, you've said, okay, you know, it's out there. I've, I've told it to somebody and now you can continue to learn about it, continue to view it maybe in a different spotlight. I know that I learned to view my stutter from the outside perspective instead of the inside perspective. And what I mean, I mean by that is like from the inside perspective, I make assumptions, right, about my speech. I make assumptions about what a person is going to think about my speech, even if they don't say it to me. I make assumptions about what people think about people who stutter. And then when you have conversations with people openly, right, I've had conversations with people and I've some, you know, I, as I was going to speech therapy, a lot of my exercises included introducing who I was, but also introducing myself as a person who stutters. And at the, at the beginning, that was such a hard thing to do. I couldn't believe my speech therapist was telling me to do two of the things I hated the most. The first one, introducing myself. I absolutely hated introducing myself because I knew I couldn't say my name. Imagine just... Mm, not being able to say your own name it's not because I don't know my name but it's because I I stuttered you know and you know when people were like oh hi I'm so-and-so and then I'd have to say um and then I and an example of how I stuttered through is I'm N -n 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 Nelson Sometimes I elongated an N sound, right? I'd be like, Nelson. Nelson. I just couldn't get from the N to the E. Getting to the N to the E is still sometimes a struggle. But now, I, it's not that I don't, I'm more comfortable with 
accepting the fact that I'm going to stutter through it. And I think the less anxious I am, the better it's going to come out either way. But anyways, you know, it, it's just a thing, thing like that. So simple, right? So simple to maybe a lot of you introducing yourself to somebody. To me, that is one of the most difficult things I can do in my life. So you can only imagine what it's like to try to have a conversation in person with people. I honestly, sometimes I meet people and I want to talk to them. I really do. But I rely on the fact that I need them to talk a little bit more than I do. And that's such a hard thing to do because a lot of the time you're not going to meet people who are, you know, sometimes you meet people who are not, who are just not that talkative. And I, I think I'm a talkative person if I had the ability to do that. And I do have the ability to do that, but if I was more comfortable, I think is what I'm attempting to say. If I was more comfortable at doing that, then I would. Actually, you know, one of the first questions my speech therapist, my first speech therapist asked me was like, was, how do you think you would be if you didn't have a stutter? And I remember my answer. I answered, oh, I would talk so much. And I remember that very clearly because I I truly believe I would not shut up if I didn't have a stutter. I think when people get, I think whenever I get close to a person and I'm comfortable around them, I begin to say all kinds of shit sometimes. Like I say stupid things, you know, I'm, you know, like I, I think people when they first interact with me they kind of think I'm quiet I'm shy you know I'm reserved but it's not because I'm actually shy or quiet it's because I stutter and I'm still trying to learn to just let go of that you know and not care that I stutter and just talk because I want to talk and I think I've improved in that though you know I think especially in a group uh you know um, like a couple months ago, or like even a month ago, I was, you know, I've been hanging around with people, and I feel like I'm, I'm beginning to, to let go of that, you know, of like, oh, I better not talk because I'm going to stutter. I'm starting to just talk, you know, just talk because I want to talk, because I'm interacting with people, I'm socializing with people, and I think that has been a big step that I've taken. It's not to where... I would hope it can be someday, but I think I'm taking steps in the right, into the right uh, direction. Um, but yeah, stuttering is definitely not just a physical thing. It's definitely something that you, if, if you're a person who stutters, you think about it a lot. I I was listening to this other podcast. I was actually surprised that I found another podcast that talked about stuttering. I think um, his podcast is more, I feel like they're more research-based, though. But either way, it was interesting because they were talking about um, a person who stutters took their, I think their 
mom. This person took her mom to her session with her speech therapist, and the therapist asked the person who stutters, "How much do you think about your stutter, or you know, how much of the time do you think about your stutter?" And the person said, "Ninety percent of the time." And the mom was shocked. Like what? Think about. Imagine, like you know, usually your mom, your dad are people who understand you the most. You know, they know your tendencies. They know how you are. They know whenever you're sad, when you're mad. You know, you know they, you know they understand you. And it's just crazy that even when you stutter and your parents can't really quite grasp just how much of a thing it is, you know, because they don't stutter. And when that person said, I think about it, 90% of the time, the mom was very surprised. You know, she's like, well, wow, I didn't know you thought about it that much. But it is a thing that you think about constantly. You know, and because you think about it so constantly, it's something that can affect your mental health, you know, um, especially for someone who hasn't spoken about it openly. When you're constantly having that inside struggle, you know, of being a person who stutters and how to live a life in hiding, I think it, it over time it's going to affect you and you know and just imagine that like you're you have this internal struggle with yourself for years and years and years and you're not talking about it at all it's just it, it takes a toll on people i know it took a toll on me you know and i'm i'm happy that i wish i would have gone sooner a lot sooner but you know it is what it is and i'm learning to kind of embrace it in a sense, you know, and accept it along the way, you know, and so, yeah, I I began stuttering around age six, I'm now 24, I'm about to be 25 um, in June, um, and I mentioned before that I didn't have an open discussion about my stutter until age 23. I know people over the years have kind of asked me if I stuttered, or I would kind of say it, I guess, a little bit, but I didn't want to have a talk about it, you know, I didn't want to say just how much it affected me, you know, the toll that it takes on you, um, because I always felt like people would not understand, you know, and when you grow up with a stutter, kids tease you. Um, adults tease you um, because it's a thing that people don't quite understand. There isn't a lot of people who stutter out there. Or you may not know a person who stutters because maybe a person is hiding it. Or maybe you just haven't come across someone who stutters. I think the population of people who stutter is so small that people are not aware of just how much of an effect it can have on a person and we don't know if your comment or your when you start teasing somebody 
when they stutter, how that is, how much of a hit it can be to that person. I, I can't tell you how many times people have asked me or have introduced themselves and asked me what my name is. And when I struggle to say my name, you know, the question they asked me, oh, did you forget your own name? I can't tell you how many times it's happened to me. And in the past, you know, especially as a, as a teenager, you know, how angry it would, you know, I'd be angry, frustrated, upset, sad, all those emotions. And I couldn't express it. I just put on a smile, give a little haha. No, I didn't. And then I leave. You know, it's just a thing that, you know, you don't know how much a comment that you make towards somebody's, uh, either like a minor, um, disability, uh, or anything like that, or any insecurity a person could have affect them um, but yeah I didn't have a conversation until I was age 23 and the amount of baggage that I had on me at that by that point was huge you know I, I had so much baggage that I didn't know that stuttering was affecting so many parts of my life I didn't know that it had interfered in my relationships, either with friends or a romantic one. How much it affected me in school, how much it affected me in trying to get a job, how much it affected me in just being more social and think I had closed off so much or ignored so much the fact that I stuttered for so long that I didn't know that I was hurting mentally also. It wasn't until a year ago where I discovered, I was like, holy shit, so much of my emotional imbalance, so much of my struggle to find you know, like uh, a balance between me, between myself is because of my stutter. And I, it wasn't until then where I was, I can tell you personally, I was able to do, grow as a person in other areas of my life. It wasn't until I attacked that part of my life that it, a lot of other parts of my life began to come together, you know, and so... Having those discussions openly about my stutter and trying to view my stutter from another point of view was a good thing. You know, I could see what my speech therapist was telling me. And sometimes it was things I hadn't even considered. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, that makes perfect good sense, you know. And so I remember my first few sessions of um, speech therapy. After the first few sessions, I remember I was just trying to get out of the room. The first two or three sessions, I couldn't stand being there, 
being asked about my stutter for an hour. Um, I would go to my car after as quickly as I could because I needed, honestly, I just needed to cry in frustration. Because for so long I had lived hiding the fact that I stuttered. And now I was in a room with a person for an hour, and that's all we talked about. And it was just too much, you know, it was just too much to do because there was so much that, so many years of hiding, so many years of all these emotions that I struggled with. And now I was, now I had to talk about them. It was just a lot to take in. So I remember those few, t those uh, sessions, and I highlight those sessions because remember that by the end of my time with my first speech therapist, a lot had changed in between. You know, there was growth in there, and as I record more episodes, I'll go more into detail about what took place in speech therapy, how my mentality changed over time, how it continues to change, and so forth. You know, and so that frustration that I was being asked to talk about my stutter, I was. And so, yeah, you know, imagine that, like, you know, you're in a room, you're having a discussion about your stutter, and as you're responding to the questions, you're having a moment of disfluency, or you're having a block. And I think... That was a frustrating point. You know, in my mind, I was like, you're asking me to, you are expecting me to answer this about my stutter as I'm stuttering. Like, how do you expect me to get through this? You know, in, in my mind, I never said any of those things out loud. I just, I stayed the course. And to be honest, in the beginning, I just continued to go because was a grad student and I felt bad if I stopped going because I know she was there to get her hours you know she was there because she had to be there it's part of the it's part of what um, people who go to school have to do you know and so in the beginning it was more of a comp it was more because I had a compromise right I, I was I signed up, I got accepted, I wasn't being charged, and I just had to show up for an hour, two times a week, and so I said, okay, sure, I'll go, but in the beginning, after my first session, I was like, ugh, I don't want to come back, but I continued to go, and I'm happy that I did. You know, my first speech, my first speech therapist, she was amazing with me, um, and I'm happy that I stayed because without her help and encouragement and even her push, I would not be here today. You know, so I went back, continued to talk about how stuttering made me feel. And then we began to analyze how I stutter and the type of things I did as I stuttered, um, and it was extremely tiring at first, mentally especially, 
Um, yeah, stuttering affects everyday life. Um, because I because I stutter, I used to get up in the mornings, and I kid you not, I would scope out my day. Right, I would try to identify any possible speaking situations that that could occur on that day. And then I kid you not again, I would try to plan some kind of script. Something that could be easier to say, you know, in the middle of conversations, I can anticipate a word I will most likely have a hard time on. And the coping strategy I implemented as a teen was to substitute a word. And I don't know how I'm able to do this so quickly at times, but I'm able to... Sense a word. Okay, I'm going to stutter on this word. What's another word that is the same that I can say instead? That will be easier. You know? I think and there's some things that you can't change, like introducing myself. I can't give a na- another <laughs> another name, right? I can't do that because that isn't who I am. Um, and it's a small thing sometimes, like... I walk in into the office, you know, you know, and I'm oh hey, good morning, or hello, you know, a simple good morning sometimes is it could come out like good morning, you know, or sometimes I I've learned that if I say hello first. And kind of smooth into a good morning and be like, oh, um, hello, good morning. Sometimes it doesn't work, sometimes it does, but I feel like it kind of eases me into it. And then, you know, small things that you do every day, you know, like answering a phone call. I'm, I'm going to have a whole episode on how telephone calls haunted me for ever and how I've learn to cope with them and how I've continued to work through them but it was a big thing at some point um it was it gave me a lot of anxiety you know another thing in everyday life that you know that we do as humans you know going out you're probably at a bar you're probably or, or you're probably introduced to somebody I I can't even speak to a girl like speaking to a girl it, Understanding that I have a stutter is a difficult thing to do. You know, it's already kind of challenging to do, right? You don't approach a girl. I think for a lot of people, it's a a difficult thing to do. It's a very, like, nervous type thing. It's like a natural thing, but... And then you add the fact that you stutter. It just adds on to it. And the same goes with uh, having to speak in a professional setting maybe speaking to a stranger ordering food at a restaurant um etc you know at some point i'll record an episode with addressing the certain things i've struggled with the most and go into detail of what the journey has been like in trying to address those areas and trying to overcome them you know uh, Cluttering also affects how people view me, and that is a challenge that I take on every time I meet somebody. 
um, especially in the professional setting. Um, I've always tried to let my work do the talking, quote unquote, so people know I am capable, but at some point I need to speak, right? I think that if you're in a professional setting, either, you know, you're in an office, you know, especially in an office type setting, you know, you're gonna have to speak at some point. You might have to give a presentation, uh, but to me, like even giving an update about a project could be challenging. Uh, meeting someone new in that in that type of setting, attending a conference. I attended a conference uh, at my current job, and it was like a couple months in, and it was it was extremely challenging because. I went alone, and I had to meet with a lot of people I did not I did not know a lot of older people, um, and I'll add the fact that a lot of them are white. It's a field that is predominantly whites, and I'm Latino, so I'm young Latino, surrounded by older well, white people that have been in the field understand the field and I'm just beginning and it was just this whole thing right and I made it a challenge right to introduce myself to at least three people I think it was I met my challenge I did a couple more and it was good you know I I, I showed myself on that day that okay I can do this you know and it's, it's, it's the small things like that that can affect a person who stutters and I think people don't really quite understand that sometimes but I hope that as I continue to talk about this and just give you insight to like the small things that are difficult to do as a person who stutters that people will understand this a lot more because overall I want to do this podcast to educate people I think to also raise awareness about stuttering because I don't think people quite understand People only know half of the story about stuttering, which is people having a hard time to say something. But I think there's a lot more that goes into that. You know, and as I as I record this first episode, I think it's crazy that of all the things I could have done, like maybe begin a blog, simply write papers about stuttering, or even it could be a lot easier if I did not do anything at all, right, in regards to stuttering. You know, I'm here recording this and exposing myself to anyone who listens to this. You know, I want people to get comfortable and familiar to listening to somebody who stutters just as I want to get comfortable in speaking even when I stutter. You know, you've heard in this first episode that I've had, you know, you've probably heard some inter- Interruptions in between some, you know, a word or a sentence. That's me having a block. You know, that is what it's called a speech block. Sometimes I've repeated a sound. I've also given examples of stuttering, so I've probably intentionally stuttered. Um, but yeah, as I was saying, like, you know, I go into work in the mornings, people are saying hi, good morning. And I was, you know, intentionally stuttering on the good, good morning. At the end of that, I was actually stuttering. So, you, you know, it's just, it comes and goes. You 
can't tell all the time. Sometimes it just happens. You know, I know that in the beginning, this podcast won't probably reach people who stutter. But after all, in the United States, people who stutter, it's only about a percent of the total population. Uh, But I also hope that those of you who are able to speak without any complications become aware, you know, when speaking to somebody who stutters. You know, I feel, as I said, a responsibility uh, to talk about it, to kind of educate people about it. You know, I hope that through this podcast, I, I can do a little bit of that, um, but also reach out to those who are still struggling with acceptance and maybe feel alone. Um, I know the feeling, uh, as I said, I spent so many years hiding the fact that I stuttered, or at least I thought I was hiding the fact that I stuttered, even though whenever I opened my mouth, people could tell that I stuttered. You know, I know how it feels to feel angry, frustrated alone because no one you know has or ever will experience what you experience every time you speak that was kind of the mentality i had right um i thought there's no point in speaking about it because my family i don't know anybody in my family that stutters i don't know any of my friends who stutter i don't know anybody who stutters so how are they gonna understand me they won't truly know what it feels like to have a stutter. The advice that I can give to everyone today is to, you know, accept those parts within yourself that you struggle with. You know, whether it is stuttering or something else, because at the end, at the end of the day, we all struggle with something about ourselves. You know, accepting is not easy. It's a long process. I'm still in that process, and there's going to be a lot of challenges along the way. You know, I've had, I've, I've relapsed a lot along the way, um, but I can say that even though I began the acceptance process, I'm not fully there, but at the same time, I've made a lot of steps in the right direction. You know, I still struggle some days, but with a foundation now that I know I can go back and restart if I need to. And even if I feel like I'm having a bad day speech-wise, I know that tomorrow's a new day. I'm like, okay, it happens. I need to continue. Um, Tomorrow's a new day. I can start again and learn so so my goal for this first episode was just to give a brief introduction to what stuttering is give a little bit of insight about who i am as a person who stutters some of the things that i struggle with um some of the things that i'll be talking about but i hope that you'll tune in again and i want to thank again everybody who made this possible again without the support group that i have i i don't think that i could do this as i'm recording this this is very intense to me um because all you have is the sound you you can't see me so all you have is me speaking and 
I know that I stuttered a lot in this first episode, and I probably will continue to in the next episodes, but I hope that it encourages you to accept those parts of you that you have a hard time with. I think that as I continue to talk about this, I'll go more in depth about what the challenges are and even some of the good times, you know. I know there's been a lot of times that I've been ch- challenged and sometimes I've I've been successful. You know, I've been successful and I think that all of us are capable of overcoming a lot of the struggles that we encounter every day. So I'll leave you guys with that. I promise the next episodes will be a lot more organized. Today was just a brief overview. Um, I hope that I piqued your interest as well. Um, and yeah, so thank you again. Uh, give this podcast a follow if you like it. Um, I will be recording more consistently now that I've released this first episode. I'll hopefully try to release an episode every two weeks, so keep that in mind. Um, Thank you for tuning in to The Power of Stuttering. My name is Nelson, and I'll catch you guys on the next one.